You got to love that. What's her face? Uh, Claudine Gay from Harvard. She's already, already playing the black card. And man, that card wasn't even thrown. 48 hours and already race grifting, hustler, racist, black supremacist. Uh, Al Sharpton is already jumping all over. I had a dream that black kids should be able to plagiarize and not be discriminated from white racist Republicans. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. And what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke. Hopefully you're doing well and having a wonderful day today. It is a beautiful Thursday afternoon here in Dallas, Texas. The uh, temperatures are just in the, man, I want to say like I woke up this morning. I want to say like they have to be below freezing because <clears throat> I looked out the back window this morning and of course like there's ice covering all the ground. The uh, the frost is on the uh, the grass there. I think there's like some kind of uh, Irish <clears throat> saying to that something about good fortune if the frost i don't know it sounds good it breathes well anyway hopefully having a good day if you're watching on rumble do me a favor hit the thumbs up button the like button leave a comment below helps with the algorithm share it with your friends don't forget to again subscribe we appreciate that got like a few subscribers yesterday come on i know you got it in you i know you got it in. subscribe to the show help us out support our voices because god knows um on a serious note in this day and age, man, I, I, especially in light of October 7th, in light of the Trump-DeSantis runoffs here in the primaries, um, a lot of people have been truly kind of peeling back the mask, and you're seeing where they legitimately stand on a lot of these issues. And it's been very eye-opening, and some of them are even close personal friends of mine that I've lost a lot of respect for that I thought once stood for true liberty stances that are backing candidates that are far more authoritarian than I ever thought possible. Um, and the one thing I do pride ourselves on here at the American Savage Show is that we have not compromised our values, uh, at least not according to me, of course. I mean, what podcasts are out there is actually going to say, like, oh, you know, you're right, I actually compromised my values. That's eh, whatever. Uh, I'm looking at people like Tim Cast, Tim Poole. I have never seen such a sellout in my entire life. I'm looking at the Charlie Kirks, the Jack Sobaseks. I'm looking at all of these rage-baiting grifters. I had to block that comic Dan whatever his face is, the joke libertarian. Um, these people on Twitter are rage-farming, and they're saying the most uh, inauthentic lies out there to get people to engage with them. But that's the culture now that exists on Twitter is that, uh, you know, you're getting paid for the engagement. So what can I do to get people to engage more? Well, there's again, rage farming, harvesting, saying statements that are clearly not true in order to get people to respond. It drives up their engagement. It drives up their following. And you see people, these bad faith actors that are doing this nonstop. And it's sad to see that. <clears throat> It's very, very sad to see that, but we've not done that here. I refuse to do that. I still believe in the principles of what the Constitution entails. I still believe in life, liberty, and the freedoms that are, are granted to us by the, the great God Almighty, that our forefathers crafted such a wonderful document that have, you know, done their best to protect us and our inalienable rights, but you know, that's what you're supporting when you subscribe to the show, and I greatly appreciate that. Um, a lot of people, they sell out to these, these political campaigns. Trump pays very well. We've seen this time and time again. 
And that's one thing that I refuse to do. I'll never take money from a, a political campaign. I refuse to do it. Uh, I criticize DeSantis when DeSantis does wrong. I criticize Trump uh, when he does wrong, which is quite a lot. Um, and I think that's fair across the board. So I, I ask that you stick with us. You hit the like button. You follow us. Subscribe if you can and support our voice here. We are truly independent. There are very few people left that I actually follow that I feel have held true to their constitutional values. Um, a lot of them have sold out because the money's good. Uh, the money is very good. And it's, it's, it's just sad to see people that whom I, I did have some modicum of respect for, like I said, truly show their true colors. And it, it's just such a sad thing to say. But anyway, not here. We're assholes no matter what you do. <laughs> doesn't matter who you are. We're always going to be assholes here. Oh, man. We've got uh, more Epstein files got released. And look, this is not the client list. I have to push pause on that. Everybody keeps saying this is the client. This is not the client list. I believe this is a, uh, a, a manuscript of a deposition. And there's a lot of names in it. And we're going to go over some of this. I've got the list or I've got the, uh, the thing and I'll share the link with you if you want to read it. I think it's upwards of like 900 something pages. There's a lot to it. Overall, though, overall, nothing's going to come of this. There, there won't be any prosecutions. Because again, this is just witness testimony. Uh, I'm not saying that she's wrong. Uh, I'm certainly not saying that she's right. I'm just saying that it's a testimony. An accusation is an accusation. An accusation is not proof. Now, do I think she's telling the truth? Yes, I do. Yes, I genuinely do. I believe in what she says. But is it enough to convict in a court? No, it's not. It, it's most certainly not. An accusation is not a conviction. Well, you know, I say that and in today's day and age, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to go over some tidbits there. A lot of names have come out. And I, I just feel very weird about this because it's like you, you want to say how disgusted you are with these people. But a part of me is kind of like, but how do we know that they're all guilty of engaging in pedophile behavior? And I kind of feel like the lines have been so blurred that we don't know what the truth is anymore. Do I think Clinton is? Yes, and he's on there, by the way. So is Donald Trump, but not in the sense that people are talking about. There's a, and this is a thing that irked me today. Hear me now, MAGA, hear me now. The stuff that Trump was involved with in these, these, uh, this deposition, it's not incriminating. It doesn't say that Trump visited the island. Now, it doesn't make Trump look good. In one instance, it talked about how Epstein would bring these underage girls to one of Trump's casinos. He would call Trump, let him know he'd be there, and Trump would bless off on it. Now, Trump can deny this and say, I had no idea. But Trump has also gone on record for saying that Epstein likes him young. I think Trump knew. I think a lot of people knew. But the other part about this, though, is like, it's still not enough proof. It's still not, you're not going to get a conviction off of this. But everybody out there, Everybody out there, yeah, and Trump was specifically named as far as not going to the island, but that was by one person, though. It was by one person. Now, I'm not saying Trump's guilty. I, mean, I, I won't do that. I won't do that. But I think a lot of people in Hollywood, I think a lot of people in the political spectrum, I think a lot of them knew what Epstein was up to. I, I think it was just kind of like that unwritten code that when you're in that inner upper echelon uh, fiscal class, you get access to certain things that maybe other people don't, and pedophilia, sex with underage women, is probably one of them. I think it's disgusting. But this stuff is real. This stuff is very real, and it's it's nasty. It's nasty. Now, again, a lot of DeSantis people are going after Trump saying, oh, he's guilty. This doesn't prove that. I'm sorry. It does not prove that. 
Now people don't know where I stand <laughs> in the political spectrum. I've read a lot of the the documents in, in the uh, the release. I think again, I didn't. There's no way to go through all. There's just so much. Um, David Copperfield's in there. Bill Clinton naturally is in there. Again, Trump was in there, but not in the sense of like he was at the island. I think the the lady even talked about that. Um, Trump was never on the island. Um, and you know, Epstein uses casinos. And then, uh, you know, I do remember that Trump actually said he banned Epstein from his casino. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just so much, I don't know. There's so much here. And I just feel like it's one of those of like, maybe Trump woke up later and realized who Epstein truly was. He's like, ah, I want this guy out of here. I don't know. It doesn't look good though. It doesn't look good no matter who you are. But at the same token, like I, like I've said, um, this isn't, I think ultimately, I just don't want to see innocent people get dragged down and have their lives destroyed by being associated with Epstein when they were actually innocent. But then it also begs the question of were they actually innocent? Because Epstein apparently was pretty well known. The same with Weinstein. They're very, they were very well known. I don't think people could hear that name and not associate it to the dark undergoings that they participated in. Then again, I don't know. I like giving people the benefit of the doubt, but... I, I don't know. I just don't know. I believe in due process above all. But, yeah. We're going to get to it, though. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show today. we got we got trans boxing. Yes, nothing celebrates women and womanhood, womanhood than by men punching them in the face in a sanctioned sport. Yes, this is, this is where we're at, America. Look, ladies, this falls on your shoulders. Stop participating. If a trans person takes a stage saying, nope, not going to do it. That is a threat to my life. That is a man. It's a man, baby. It's a man. We're still, I can't believe we're still on this. I can't believe in 2024, we're still on this trans nonsense. This insanity that has been pushed by the liberal left. And explain to me why conservatives embrace trans and their movement when they clearly are mentally unwell. I, I just don't understand that, so... I don't know. But before we get to it, uh, you know, this episode is hosted and brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. A lot of great products out there. Right now, if you spend $100 or more on the site, you get a free tea valued at $20. It's a hemp tea. This stuff is amazing. Uh, we're not bringing them back. Just we didn't do very well. They didn't do good. A lot of people a lot of people do like them. A lot of people don't. And it takes a while to go through them. There's a lot of bad things. There's like 12 bags um, in each one. So, But no, if you want to get a free tea, spend $100 or more. And then add the tea to your cart. It comes free. No code needed. We have the strawberry kiwi and fruit punch CBD energy drink mixes, as well as the sample packs that you can get all three flavors. You need help relaxing. You have anxiety. You need help sleeping. We've got you covered. And did I mention that every single one of our products comes with a 100% money back guarantee? 100% money back guarantee. Folks, this isn't snake oil. We've got a lot of people in the chat that actually use our products. They know about our products. Been in business since 2019. Made it another year. We're just, <laughs> right now, we're just trying to survive Biden's economy is all we're doing. We're trying to stay afloat. <laughs> God, it's pathetic to say. It's pathetic to say. That that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So... But then, and then we have the 1920 brand. We have the Mojito mixes. We have the old-fashioned whiskey mixes. You can check those out. And then don't forget, if you refer a friend, a friends must be new customers, they get $20, and you get $20 in points on a successful referral. Link to do that is the bottom of the rewards page on the website. You can literally generate your own link, give it to your friend. When they purchase, those points automatically go into your account. So literally, by you turning your friends on to Shellshock, eventually you can get free product. You can't beat that. Now, some would call that 
a multi-level marketing scheme, but it's actually not because you don't buy into it. There you go. I, I still can't believe I got accused of that in the Facebook group. It was hilarious to me. It was, we had a shell shock CBD Facebook group and some, and we're talking about, we were opening up the ambassador program again. Some dude's like, that's multi-level marketing. Why don't you just pay them a fair day's wage? And it's like, interesting. What's a fair day? What's a fair day's wage to you? Considering what you're actually doing and for how long you're doing it. Socialists are the biggest morons out there. Seriously. I don't know how you survive. Don't get hit in traffic. Dumbest people imaginable. So, but that's today's, today's uh, episode is brought to you by that. We appreciate all the love and support on there. Again, shellshockcbd.com. And as you know, before we start every show, we dive into the constitution. Why? Because voter ignorance must be combated. It must be combated. We have stupid American voters. You don't know your rights. You don't know how the constitution works. We need to fix this. We talked about yesterday the Article 3 on the SCOTUS. We're going over Section 1 and the debates. The judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court, and in such inferior courts the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. But now we're going to go into the debating topic points on this one. Common interpretation, Article 3 of the Constitution, establishes and empowers, and this, again, by the way, this is brought to you by the ConstitutionCenter.org. Not CNN. Not CNN. Just so you're all aware. Article 3 of the Constitution establishes and empowers the judicial branch of the national government. The very first sentence of Article 3 says, The judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one supreme court, and in such inferior courts as the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. So the Constitution itself says that what that we will have a supreme court, and that this court is separate from both legislature, Congress, and executive, the president, It is up to Congress, and again, that goes back to the three checks and balances of the government. Uh, It is up to Congress to decide what other federal courts we will have. But one of the first things Congress did in 1789, the year the new government was going, was to set up a federal judiciary, including the Supreme Court, with six justices. Today, we have three-level federal court system, trial courts, courts of appeals, and the Supreme Court, with about 800 federal judges. All those judges and the justices of the Supreme Court are appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate. Why did the framers guarantee that we would have a Supreme Court? Unless the Constitution was amended, a very difficult thing to do, but leave open the possibility there would be no other federal courts, depending on what the politicians in Congress decided. The answer tells us something about the debates at the time the Constitution was written. To some people in the United States at that time, the federal government seemed almost like a foreign government. These people's main loyalty was to their states. I think people kind of forget sometimes at how the original states were. They were operating individually, independently. That's why they call them the United States of America now. But back then, during those times, it was just kind of like one state had a set of laws, another state didn't. It was very confusing. And then trade, free trade, regulating trade, stuff like that. Another reason why the Constitution had to be framed um, and states bought into this. Uh, to some people in the United States at that time, federal government, okay, like a foreign government, these people's main loyalty was to their states. The federal government was far away and they did not feel like they had much say in who ran it. If you thought that way, the extensive system of federal courts staffed by judges who were appointed by the president and who might not have had a lot of connections to the state and its government amounted to allowing the foreign federal government to get its tentacles into every corner of the nation. Our framers, though, thought that the federal government could not be effective unless it had courts to help enforce its laws. If everything were left up to the state courts, states that were hostile to the new federal government might thwart it at every turn. 
The compromise was that just as the Constitution and federal laws would be the Supreme Court law of the land, there would definitely be a Supreme Court. So a court created by the federal government with judges appointed by the president would get the last word in case state courts did something that was too threatening to the new nation. That still exists today. Hence why the Supreme Court could be taken off or taking up the... Uh, the removal of the ballot by Trump and the rest of them. It, that, that definitely has got SCOTUS written all over it. This is a federal uh, issue. And normally, if it's not a federal issue, the state Supreme Court has the final say. But being this is a federal issue, it can, it can be brought up to the Supreme Court. Now, another thing that people tend to forget about, or remember, excuse me, that people go back to in, in regards to SCOTUS in cases that should never have went up to the SCOTUS, the Baker in Colorado. That should never have made it up to the SCOTUS. Not in the sense of it wasn't important enough, but it should have been overturned day one in regards to discrimination against the First Amendment for that baker and his right to religious practice. You can't force people to bake you a cake and then mark it with your degeneracy. You can't do that. It's called free trade, free market. But don't you understand now, hopefully more and more so from folks that listen to the show, that the more the government gets involved, whether it be at state or federal level, the more they jack things up. The fact that that even made it that far up was just up here, just yeah, eye opening to me. But at least they made the right decision. So we'll end it there. Talks about the Supreme Court, the reasoning behind it, the federal courts appointed by the Supreme Court, appointed by the president, excuse me, confirmed by Congress. I think the most recent one we saw was, you know, uh, the biggest one we saw was Brett Kavanaugh, um, Amy Comey Barrett. I know that was another one people were kind of like, oh my God, they tried painting her as a racist and all kinds of stuff. It's what happens. You know, they're going to try and drag you through the mud, but then again, you make it and then they suddenly forget all about you. It's just the way it goes. So, but um, let's get into it. First article above the day. The victim claims Epstein told her Bill Clinton likes him young. Again, I have to, I have to make sure that people understand this. This is not the client list. I saw people like Graham Allen, the rest of these morons out there over on Rumble. It's like, the list is out. It's not out. This is not the list. If people actually knew what they were talking about, this is not the list. But they don't because they're stupid. (laughs) A victim of Jeffrey Epstein's claimed that the convicted pedophile told her that former President Bill Clinton likes them young. Released on Wednesday night, the document from May 2016 quotes Johanna Schoberg when she testified about being recruited by Epstein to work as a massage therapist. Now... Again, massage therapist, meaning an escort uh, prostitute. Soberg told the lawyers in 2018 that Epstein told her Clinton likes them young, referring to girls, noted the Daily Mail. Clinton's name has been mentioned as many as 50 times in the newly released documents. In response, a, spokes- a spokesperson for the former president told CNN that he knew nothing of Epstein's terrible crimes when they met, asserting that it, is, it has been nearly 20 years since Clinton last had contact with Epstein. Sure. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, Absolutely. Does anyone actually believe that? The dude had pictures of Clinton hanging in his freaking, his thing, and Clinton in a dress. The documents released Wednesday did, however, say that Epstein's confidant, Ghislaine Maxwell, denied ever hosting Bill Clinton on Epstein's island in the Caribbean. She did say that the former president flew on Epstein's infamous private jet, a.k.a. the Lolita Express. The allegation that Clinton had a meal on Jeffrey Epstein's island is 100% false, Maxwell said in a 2016 deposition. I'm sure he had a meal on Jeffrey's plane. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Sure. Maxwell said she did not know how many times a former president flew on Epstein's plane. She also had been questioned about her and Epstein's relationship with Doug Band, the lawyer who helped Clinton in his post-presidency, per Daily Mail. 
Bam was also with Clinton during some of his encounters with Epstein and was on the infamous 20 or 2002 trip to Africa about the pedophile's private jet where the passengers included Kevin Spacey and Chris Tucker. Photos from the trip show Clinton getting a massage from Shanta Davies, an Epstein victim who worked as a flight attendant on the jet, nicknamed the Lolita Express. Afterwards, Clinton called Epstein a highly successful financier and a committed philanthropist with a keen sense of global markets and an in-depth knowledge of 21st century science. Maxwell refused to say if she had a romantic relationship with Band, but did admit to knowing him. Yeah. If you, if you really believe in that, do you really believe that? Because I don't. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. Now, I'm going to link you the document. This is from Fox News, okay? I'm going to link this. You can go look this document up yourself. Here it is. I'm just going to post it in Rumble and Kick. Appreciate you guys watching. There is the links. You can go look this up for yourself. It's all there. You can read through it. The Deposition of Johanna Soberg. Okay, this is not the list. It's a deposition. It's the interview. Now, again, do I think she's lying? No, I don't. Do I think these people are guilty? Yes, I do. Can you prove it? No, you can't. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. I'm just stating the facts. This is not what John Burke thinks should happen. This is basically why there's going to be no prosecutions. Everybody's getting themselves worked up over this. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. You got this page. It's, again, this goes on for a very, very, very long time. And essentially, it's like reading, reading a disgusting movie script. Um, for example, um, uh, Soberg, hold on, here we go. Uh, a notable new, oh, hold on. Let me start from the beginning here. Um, if, that article I just shared for you, um, this is from foxnews.com slash US slash Jeffrey dash Epstein dash list. I'm not going to keep reading this. It's just too long. If you're not watching on Rumble, you're just 100% wrong. Okay. All right. There you go. Nearly 200 names that had been previously redacted from court documents in a lawsuit against Jeffrey Epstein's former lover and accomplice, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, have been made public on orders of a federal judge in New York. U.S. District, okay, we already we know this. Okay, the names were unveiled in a series of 40 documents that had been posted to the docket without previous redactions that hid big names, including former presidents Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. Clinton's estranged longtime aide, Doug Ban, Prince Andrew, and the late former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, and the French modeling agent, Jean-Luc Brunel, who, like Epstein, died while awaiting trial. Epstein had many high-profile connections, including former U.S. presidents, foreign uh, prime ministers, and Britain's Prince Andrew, as well as Hollywood stars, leading academics, people in the modeling, fashion industries, and other public figures. Some of the names were previously known through other means, despite having been withheld with the public's eye in the lawsuit. Many of the names belong to people who have not been accused of wrongdoing including Clinton, who also declined to ask the court to have his name remained sealed. Spokesperson for Clinton also denied claims in one of the documents that alleged former president and Epstein had a close personal relationship. There's a picture of Clinton getting a little massage by the lady, um, Sjorn, who is, again, this is her deposition that's been released. One of them, I think there'll probably be more. Other, other um, victims will probably release theirs as well. Other names on seal Wednesday, including billionaire Glenn Dubbin and his former private chef, Ronaldo Rizzo, Previously released documents revealed that Rizzo claimed Epstein and Maxwell once visited Dubin's house with a disoriented 15-year-old Swedish girl who told him the couple asked her for sex and that her passport had been taken. Others mentioned include Tony Figueroa, Limited Brands founder and former Victoria's Secret CEO Les Wexner, and Epstein accusers such as Johanna Silberg and Annie Farmer. There's old Prince Andrew, Duke of York. 
just utterly disgraced. A notable new name, though, is David Copperfield, who was himself accused of sexually assaulting a teen model and is described in the documents as a friend of Epstein. Seelberg, according to a deposition in the lawsuit, claimed that Epstein once told her Clinton likes them young, referring to girls, and that Copperfield, a friend of Epstein's, did some magic tricks at dinner. Uh, Silberg also brought up Trump, claiming that Epstein once claimed he'd called the billionaire businessman when his helicopter had to be rerouted to Atlantic City because it couldn't land in New York. She also stated that she had never given massages to Trump, the director George Lucas, or Marvin Minsky, a renowned computer scientist who died in 2016. Um, And then as you continue on, you've got a lot of other... um, That's Exhibit 14. Exhibits... Yeah, Exhibit 12 has the graphic content warning because I think it describes some issues there. Um, in a typo filed email from Epstein to Maxwell, the sex trafficker accused Guffrey of fabricating her allegations against him and mentioned one Sven Sven Hawking and an underage orgy. orgy. Uh, in the same document, another email showed a publicist from Maxwell bragging about some helpful leakage with links to articles in the Daily Mail and Daily News. Several were withheld for various reasons, including names of some Epstein's underage victims and at least one person who the judge said had been falsely identified. Dubin and his wife, Ava Anderson Dubin, who had been previously dated Epstein, had previously denied any knowledge of the late financier's behavior. The names were all previously redacted documents in a lawsuit against Maxwell from Virginia Guffrey, an Epstein accuser who said he trafficked her to his private island, Little St. James, in the U.S. Virgin Islands before her 18th birthday. The party settled out of court in 2017. She also sued and received a settlement from Prince Andrew. In a separate criminal case, Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years behind bars for sex trafficking Epstein's victims. She should have been there for life. Um, the release comes amid a fight in Congress to release the names of Epstein's clients and people who traveled on his private jet. Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn and Representative Tim Burchett have accused Democrats of stonewalling their requests for those documents. It appears the bad actors within our government are going to great lengths to protect the pedophiles who took Jeffrey Epstein's private jet, Blackburn wrote on X in late December. I will not stop working to reveal their identities. The American people deserve to know every name on that list. Guffrey praised the lawmakers' involvement on X herself while taunting some of Epstein's previously unnamed associates. Finally, We are hearing members of the U.S. government senators about the need for transparency and a call to arms for accountability, she wrote on X. There's going to be a lot of nervous people over Christmas and New Year's, 170 to be exact. Who's on the naughty list? Question mark. Now, I ask you this, folks. If you're in Congress and you're representing the people, what reasoning could you possibly have of not wanting that list released? What reasoning would you possibly have for not wanting that list released. There is none. I mean, there is one. You're guilty. That's literally it. If you've got nothing to hide, you should be on board for this. Like, everybody should be unanimous in the idea of exposing this list. Now, here's the sad part, though. Say, like, the list gets released. I don't think we're ever going to see it. But say, like, it does. What do you think is going to happen? I'm, I'm very curious. I don't think anybody's thought this one through. What do you think is going to happen? They won't prosecute for this. They're not going to prosecute. You'll be shamed. You'll be outcast from society. Unless you're probably a Democrat on that list, in which they'll probably praise you. All you got to do is come out and just trans and say you're a victim. And you'd be praised, lorded as a hero. 
I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's sad to see where our judicial system is at now. You've got one of the biggest pedophile rings in the world. And you've got a list that has been sealed. Wow. Do you think maybe, possibly, it's because Biden might be on that list? Hunter Biden? You think? I mean, we've seen Hunter Biden's photos. We've seen the stuff straight from his his laptop, his cell phone, kicking it with crack whores. Is it so far stretched or so far fetched to think this guy could be complicit in underage sex with girls? I don't. He's a crackhead. He's got no morality, no sense of morals, morals at all. When you've got royalty like Prince Andrew from England wrapped up in this, and, and again, settling out of court doesn't necessarily imply guilt. It certainly doesn't make you look good. But if it's to go to court, well, then everything starts getting exposed. Hence why Jimmy Kimmel probably isn't going to sue Aaron Rodgers because that means there's got to be some investigating. Things are going to have to come to surface. I think there's there's a lot going on here. But I, I do wonder where all the hunter local pedophile people are at are there with their virtue signaling and their shirts and their movies. Where, where are they at right now? Man, I'm telling you, everybody's in this just to make a buck. They're just in it to make a They don't care. Tom Holland's probably moved on to something else. Tim Holland, whatever his name is. It's very, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You don't know who to trust these days. Listen to this. Jeffrey Epstein said, if he revealed what I know about both candidates, 2016 election would have been canceled, brother. This is his brother. Jeffrey Epstein had information on Donald Trump and the Clintons so incendiary that it could have upended the 2016 presidential election if made public, according to the dead financier's younger brother. Imagine being Jeffrey Epstein's younger brother. Ugh, that's got to be hard. It's going to be difficult. People looking at you is like, did you know? Did you know? You knew, didn't you? Guilt by association. I don't necessarily agree with that, by the way. Here's a direct quote. If I said what I know about both candidates, they'd have to cancel the election. That's what Jeffrey told me in 2016. Mark Epstein told the Post Wednesday, recalling a conversation he had with his brother about the showdown between Trump and Hillary Clinton. However, property developer... Uh, Mark 69 demurred when pushed to elaborate saying his brother never revealed to him exactly what he knew about the then presidential hopefuls. Both candidates were known to have moved within Epstein's circle, either directly or indirectly. Trump flew on Epstein's private jet seven times in the nineties, according to flight logs, jetting between Palm beach and Florida and New York accompanied by family members on at least two occasions. Um, maybe somebody can educate me on this one. When you've got your own jet, why are you flying on somebody else's? I'm, I'm curious on that. If I've got a plane and you've got a plane or if I've got a car, why am I driving your car? Why wouldn't I just drive my own? Curious on that. I, I, I don't understand that personally, but okay. Trump's always been rich. Carpooling could be. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Business networking? Oh, yeah. Uh, some private jets provide foot massages. 
gas money. I don't know. Rich people thing. Maybe. I, I don't know. To me, it's just maintenance downtime. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Seven times though. It's like, you got your own plane. At what point do you have to say like, Hey bro, you're putting some miles on my shit. Uh, you, you take your own. Um, Bill and Epstein visited each other numerous times over the years, including Epstein making at least 17 visits to the white house. The ex-president also traveled across the world aboard Epstein's jet, making trips to Europe, Asia, and Africa in 2002 and 2003. What we know about the Jeffrey Epstein list of 170 associates. On Wednesday, documents were released naming 170 associates. Again, people keep conflating this with a client list. It's not what this is. Everybody keeps saying the list has been unsealed. No, it hasn't. It's just naming people. 170 associates of accused sex trafficker uh, Jeffrey Epstein. The list uh, included Michael Jackson, magician David Copperfield, Stephen Hawking, former Israeli Prime Minister uh, Ehud Barak, and a former President Bill Clinton, who an Epstein victim said likes them young, referring to girls. Disgraced Royal Prince Andrew, a known friend of Epstein, was named in the documents and was previously sued by Epstein accuser Virginia Guffrey, who has accused Andrew of sexual misconduct towards her. According to one royal family expert, the firm will stand beside the Duke of York no matter what. Really? Is that the position you want to take? Like, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna stand no matter what, beside, like, even if he's guilty. Okay. Um... Epstein former attorney and friend Alan Dershowitz uh, defended the late multimillionaire sex offender associate saying none of us knew about his private life that he kept so secret. Dershowitz, who is on the list, added that no one should be automatically convinced in the court of public opinion simply for showing up in court documents. I hate to say this, but he's kind of right. But also this same guy, he's also already doing interviews claiming anti-Semitism as to why people are accusing him of being a pedophile. <laughs> you got to love that. What's your face? Uh, Claudine Gay from Harvard. She's already, already playing the black card. And man, that card wasn't even thrown. 48 hours and already race grifting, hustler, racist, black supremacist. Uh, Al Sharpton is already jumping all over. I had a dream that black kids should be able to plagiarize and not be discriminated from white racist Republicans.
quote Al Sharpton. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, oh, you got to love these grifters. You got to love them. And they don't even, they don't even wait that long for like, Hey, there's, there's money to be made off of black people and their ignorance. So I can go in there and stir them up and race bait. Stephen Hawking punching them buttons nonstop. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That's the spot. Please. Yes. Keep going. That's it. Oh, don't stop. I'm almost there. You are so incredible. Oh, my God. I think I love you. You spin me right round, baby. Right round like a record player, baby. Right round. I don't know. I don't know. Al Sharpton, just race baiter extraordinary. But anyway, uh, Dershowitz was doing an interview and basically already said that it's anti-Semitism as a result of why people are trying to associate him with Jeffrey Epstein and destroy his reputation. Hi, it's anti-Semitism. No, maybe it's because you were the lawyer for Jeffrey Epstein. And to sit there and say that you didn't know? Stop, dude. You were his lawyer. Stop. Don't, don't, don't. No, come on, man. Lawyers and, and and their clients and their privilege. No, you knew. You knew. Don't sit there and play that 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 nonsense. You knew. Does anybody really buy that? That the personal lawyer of Jeffrey Epstein, by the way, and here, here, here's the reason why I say he did know. When you're somebody's lawyer, especially with the likes of Jeffrey Epstein, you've got to know about their illegal ongoings so you can mount a defense at any given time and make it pragmatically believable. You have to know. You don't want your lawyer blindsided by, say, for example, you being exposed by one of your previous uh, sex trafficking victims. You got to have an alibi ready to go. Don't don't tell me you didn't know. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Epstein's brother, Mark Epstein, told the Post that the ex-business mogul said he could have upended the 2016 election over what he knew about both Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Here's a direct quote. We've already said it. If I said what I know about both candidates, they'd have to cancel the election. That's what Jeffrey told me in 2016. Only some of the 170 names and the relationships to Epstein have been released. The remaining, the remainder of the documents will likely become public record record throughout the next week. Uh, this is coming from New York Post, by the way. Mark said his brother uh, taking Clinton on a philanthropic, uh, philanthropic trip to Africa was what first put him under scrutiny. He added, well, when Jeff first took Clinton, and I think it was Chris Tucker and some other people to Africa, which was a mistake my brother made by doing that, because prior to that, he was under the radar. Nobody was looking at him. But when he flew Clinton there, it was like, who's this guy flying Clinton? Epstein's jet was later notoriously dubbed the Lolita Express as he used it to sex traffic underage girls between his various properties. You've got Trump and Melania, Jeffrey Epstein and Giselle, Giselle right there in a picture. And again, this is where I'm saying it doesn't look good. It does not look good. Show you this right here. It does not look good. Clinton is expected to be identified as John Doe 36 in a trove of court documents released to Epstein, set to release Wednesday. The 77-year-old is mentioned at least 50 times. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Clinton is 77? And he looks like he's in his 90s. 
77-year-old is mentioned at least 50 times across the documents, which come from a 2015 lawsuit by Epstein accuser Virginia Guffrey against the right-hand woman, Ghislaine Maxwell. Maxwell, a co-conspirator in the sex ring who is now jailed in Florida, allegedly claimed Epstein had videotapes showing Trump and Clinton in compromising positions with women. If you get the tapes on Trump, you have to do Clinton, Maxwell said during a 2016 interview. Former 60 Minutes producer Ira Rostin alleged in his book, Ticking Clock Behind the Scenes at 60 Minutes. It doesn't look good. Yeah, there's a photo of Bill Clinton in the dress that was hanging in Epstein's uh, office. Uh, kept an, he kept an oil painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress, lounging in a chair in the Oval Office, hanging up his Manhattan townhouse. Why? I, I, why? Why? I mean, there's got to be, there's got to be another reason. There's got to be an ulterior reason for that. An inside joke, perhaps. Maxwell then allegedly said she didn't know where the tapes were located. No such tapes have ever come to light. Oh, they're probably gone. They're probably gone. However, Clinton is not expected to be implicated in any illegal activity, ABC News reports, and has never been accused of any wrongdoing in relation to anyone in Epstein's orbit. Except, you know, he just straight up banged an intern in the Oval Office. I mean, there's one, you know, little red flag towards somebody's personality or someone's lack of moral compass. Guffrey has alleged that she met Clinton on Epstein's private Caribbean island, Little St. James, where the sex offender committed many of his lewd and horrific crimes. Clinton has denied ever visiting the island, and currently available flight records support his claims. In July, yeah, of course, you say, I don't want to be on that record. On July 28th, that's the other thing people seem to think, that, like, because your name is on a flight log, that, that doesn't make you a pedophile, but how many names are not on those flight logs that literally went there? Or they went with, like, a synonym? Pseudonym, whatever it's called. July 2019, after Epstein has been arrested in New York and charged for a second time with sex crimes involving underage girls, exposed person for Clinton said he knew nothing about the terrible crimes Jeffrey Epstein pleaded guilty to in Florida some years ago or those which had been recently charged in New York. A little over a month later, Epstein hanged himself in his prison cell. No, he didn't. It is unclear whether Trump will appear in the documents, but his known interactions with Epstein, including pictures of them socializing, suggest he could. At least 170 people with ties to Epstein, previously known as John and Jane Doe's, are expected to be publicly identified following a ruling by Manhattan federal judge uh, Loretta Preska to release the files. Um, many of the names are expected to be previously known associates, co-conspirators, or employees of Epstein, and many previously anonymous accusers are expected to be named. Mark Epstein, who believes his brother was murdered after his 2019 arrest, did not commit suicide, but does not expect much to come of the files. My brother used to have conferences on the island with noted mathematicians and scientists, so now they're going to get smeared because they participated in one of these, these scientific panels, he told the Post. It's not my job to defend my brother. That's not what I'm here for. The only thing I'm looking for at this is the circumstances of his murder, he added. The Post requests for comment from both Trump and Clinton were not immediately returned. Well, that doesn't look good. You got to watch who your friends are. You've got to watch who your friends are, folks. It's just one of those things of don't get involved. If you know there's some shady underdealings going on, maybe, I don't know, steer clear. But I think this is, I mean, I know for a fact this is before the age of social media. So word of mouth was as far as any of this went. And if a news agency picked something like this up and ran it, they could be sued into oblivion by not being able to prove something like this. Now with social media, it's changed everything. The game has been revolutionized. Now information passes at the speed of sound and speed of light, and you can't keep things under wrap anymore. You can't censor the internet. I mean, Instagram and Facebook sure as hell try. I mean, they really do try. But things now become prevalent in a matter of seconds. Once news breaks, it's out. It's out there forever. So I think a lot of people prior to this 
had friendships that probably were not the best friendships to have. In fact, I know they weren't, but I didn't care because there was no guilt by association back then. Nobody knew. It was, it was hidden. But now, oh my God, photos can circulate. The entire world population can be educa- educated in a matter of a month, if even less. That's, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. I think there's, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Uh, comrade in the chat said, they say Hawking light to watch midgets solve complex equations on a chalkboard. That's too high up for them. He may have been confined to a wheelchair, but he was a freak. I thought that was satire. I haven't read all the documents yet. Was that, was that actually in there? Did you read that? Cause I did see some people post that on Twitter and I was like, this has got to be satire. It's got to be satire. I don't know. I'd seen that quoted and I was like, this is, I think somebody's making this up. I know that his name was in there, but I didn't know it like talked about what he liked. What a little freak. That's true. Oh man. In other words, or another, another news, we've got America doing so well, so well. USA boxing now requires trans boxers. Get this to get surgery in order to compete. Hey, wait a minute. Wait, you, you tell them you want to come in, you want to fight women. Well, not until you chop your dick and nuts off. After that, then you feel free to beat the snot out of them. <laughs> what? What? Transgender boxers must have surgery to compete in leagues that match their gender identity, according to new regulations from USA Boxing that took effect this week. Why don't people just say no to these fruitcakes? USA Boxing, the national entity that governs boxing's unofficial, or excuse me, official rules and regulations, released the new policies on December 29th as part of the organization's biannual rulebook update. Under the new rules, which took effect January 1st, both trans women and trans men are required to meet several new criteria. In order, this is just absolute nonsense. This is absolute nonsense and insanity, folks. The fact that we are even giving these freaks... These abominations, this much attention, this much sway. America is lost. America is lost. You know one of the greatest parts about going to Europe? You don't see all the gay shit everywhere. You don't see it draped. Everybody just lives their own life, and that's it. You want to be gay? Go be gay. That's fine. Nobody cares. But just forcing it in everybody's face, it's gotten so old, America, and that's why people are starting to hate you, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. You got a lot of bad stuff heading your way. Because now, what you've tried forcing people to now believe in and celebrate is the transgenderism, which, by the way, isn't even a sexuality. That's a gender issue. That's a mental issue. I remember when this first started coming to light in 2016, 2017. God, these freaks. Just disgusting. USA Boxing. I don't even want to read this. I don't even want to read this nonsense. It's got to come to a point where people start boycotting the transgender, the transgender agenda. I'm so sick of it. I'm telling you right now, come February, gay month, I walk into a business and they've got that flag up. I'm walking out. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. For that month, I'm not, I'm not shopping there. I think it's time that we as Americans stood up and said, look, we want to live and let live, but we're tired of seeing this nonsense crammed down our throats and our faces. Veterans get one day. But if you're a dude that likes to bang another dude, you get an entire month. You get to go walk through parades in your most degenerate dresses or your whatever you is that you wear. Crawl around on your hands and knees in front of children and bark like dogs. This is nonsense. 
It's nonsense. It's ridiculous. I'm telling you right now, mark my words, for gay month, if I walk into an establishment and it's got one little gay flag, I'm out. I won't do it. I'm not, I'm tired of it. I think everybody should adopt us. It's like, here's the deal. Do what you want to do, but leave it alone. Let it be. Let people just shop in peace. People are tired of everybody's agenda thrown in their faces. It'd be like going to a Walmart and seeing nothing but DeSantis stuff every day. It's like, look, I like DeSantis. I'm voting for him. I don't want to see this. I'm just coming for some cheese whiz, okay? Can I, can I get my cheese whiz without a side of Trump or DeSantis or the degeneracy or whatever? Can we at least get that, please? I think that's fair enough. I just want our America to go back to the system of like, I want to go somewhere to get my coffee and people can just shut the hell up about their politics. Nobody cares. Dad Excursions, thank you for the sub. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. USA Boxing, the national entity that governs boxing, official rules and regulations, released blah, 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 blah. Uh, Both trans women and trans men are required to meet several new criteria in order. This doesn't change what they are. You can say, this is what you got to do. It doesn't change the fact you talk to any personal trainer, you talk to any doctor, anybody out there that actually has their head not up their ass, they will tell you. Men and women are built differently, anatomically, naturally, bone density, hip width, all uh, muscle mass, all kinds of things. You being on hormones does not change that. Not that much. It's ridiculous. The new policies do not define gender reassignment surgery, but the term usually refers to vaginoplasty or phalloplasty for trans women and men, respectively. It is unclear whether types of bottom surgery... This is just disgusting. This is just disgusting. It's like, okay, well, if you want to compete against women and you're a dude, you at least got to chop your dick off. But forget all the hormones that you're on prior to that. Forget any of that stuff. Forget how hard you can hit, how big you are. No, no. All you got to do is just chop the wiener off. That's it. And if you're a woman wanting to compete against men, well, how many, <laughs> how many of these women do you think are going to compete against men? Folks, that right there tells you everything. If you take one point away from the show today, take this point right here. If transgenderism was truly about equality in men and women's sports, then why is it you only see these third-rate men that have failed in the sport wanting to compete against women, but you don't see women wanting to compete against men? Now, why is that? I would love to see in the boxing world, I'd love to see a woman get uppity and say, well, I'm a trans man now, and then go step foot in the ring with a man, and let's just see what happens suddenly. All of you feminists out there, your blue hair and septum rings are going to be screaming at the sky because a woman got the brakes beat off of her from a man. But as long as a man goes into a ring with a woman and does the same thing, it's okay. Because, ah, we have to, we have to care for these effeminate men. They have such a hard life. Oh, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. That's where we're at, America. That's where we're at. Trans men will still compete against women because they identify as a woman. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's stupid. You see this video? I, I, I shared it to Instagram. I, I don't know if I shared it to Twitter or not. Uh, video shows Nevada man leap and attack Clark County judge after being denied probation. Did you see this? This dude caught some air. 
Uh, Deborah Redden is seen on video doing a flying leap over the judge's bench after his request for probation was denied. Um, let's see if we can get the video going here. Turn the volume off. Uh, Clark County, Nevada judge and marshal were injured on Wednesday afternoon after a defendant who was denied bond threw himself over the bench and attacked the judge. Video shows Fox five in Las Vegas reported the public information officer for the Clark County district court said the incident. Oh, here it is. We got it. We got it pulled up here. Um, I'm going to go full screen on this. Let me turn up the audio. Uh, like this dude just, it's disgusting to see what this guy did. Hold on. You see her? Yeah. Dude, literally flying leap, flying leap. Jesus. They yank this dude up. I think one of them even like throws a punch at him. He's like resisting. They finally just start wailing on this guy, man, pull out the batons and start beating that, beating that dude like senseless. Absolutely. You tried assaulting a judge. Oh, beat the shit out of him. Oh, look at him. Oh, bam, bam. They're wailing on him. Absolutely. Beat that guy till he's a bloody pulp. You want to attack a judge, a woman like that? Hopefully she's okay. Yeah. Literally just scaled. Scaled that bed, like literally jumped over. Hopefully she's okay. All for denying his probation. And he's also a multiple felony committer. Damn. You got to love that. Uh, keeps going. They set everything back up. I think she was, uh, I don't know if she was hospitalized or not, but he, uh, she laid on the floor there for a little while. I think they're all just standing around her making sure she's okay. Okay. Yeah. She's getting back up. Um, she looks to be probably just frazzled. Yeah. That dude's done. That dude is done. And they stand her back up. <laughs> wow. Just incredible. Just incredible. That's where we're at, America. That's what happens. You give these people an inch, they take a mile. These criminals, yep, that's what happens. Ah, we shouldn't be that mean. The deep state. Blah, blah, blah. Look, there is, regardless of how sometimes I disagree with law enforcement, there is a criminal element that must be kept in check through sheer violence or the fear of said violence that will occur if you cross a line. If you attack a judge in that manner, prepare to get like some kind of brain bleed because you get the shit beat out of you. That's what needs to happen. These people aren't afraid anymore. They're not scared. Imagine taking a flying leap at a judge that literally said, I'm going to deny your probation. Well, she clearly made the right call. Now that dude just assaulted a judge. Multiple felonies, I'm sure he was quite the scholar. Quite the scholar. Insane. Florida Surgeon General for uh, calls for halt to COVID nineteen vaccine usage after FDA said he spread misinformation. This is the same Surgeon General that DeSantis hired, fired his old one, hired this guy, and then reopened Florida. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has previously said that Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ledopo's concerns over COVID nineteen vaccines are implausible. Um, Florida State Surgeon General Joseph Lapido. Uh, Lapato, excuse me, is calling on healthcare providers to halt the use of COVID-19 mRNA vaccines, citing purported health risks labeled misinformation by federal officials. Because again, we should always trust the federal government because they care so much about us. Yeah. And a bulletin issued Wednesday, Lapato claimed the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, has not shown evidence that coronavirus vaccines manufactured by Pfizer and Moderna have been assessed for nucleic acid contaminants. 
uh, that could cause cancer. Disputing claims by the FDA that such risk is implausible. Lapato called for an immediate stoppage to the use of the approved mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. He says, I'm calling for a halt to the use of the COVID-19 vaccines. The Florida Surgeon General said a statement. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has always played as fast and loose with COVID-19 vaccine safety. But their failure to test for DNA integration with the human genome as their own guidelines dictate when the vaccines are known to be contaminated with foreign DNA is intolerable, he asserted. Um, The FDA said in a statement, it respectfully disagrees. Yes, because the FDA and the CDC did such a bang up job during COVID. I'm still old enough to remember when people were getting these jabs and they were dropping dead left. I mean, how many of you remember this? You think this was coincidence that these young athletes are taking the field and dropping dead of blood clots and heart attacks? You know, one or two here, I was skeptical at first too. I was. But then when you start seeing multiple healthy people just collapsing dead, uh, maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's something to this, folks. Just a thought. Just a thought. I don't know. And Claudine Gay... The uh, black supremacist for Harvard. Uh, apparently, Harvard did some, uh, yeah, some some uh, covering up. Claudine Gay claims to be the victim of racism and trap by demagogues in a New York Times op-ed. <laughs> Former Harvard University President Claudine Gay uh, claimed the New York Times op-ed Wednesday that she was a victim of a trap by demagogues and that she had been called the N-word more times than I care to count. Oh, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. You get busted plagiarizing after you were investigated because you agree with people being able to call for the death of Jews on your campus. But if it was towards black people, what are you offended by, Claudine? The N-word's just free speech. What what are you upset about? I mean, people are calling for the deaths of Jews, but people are dropping the N-word. Oh, then that's too far. That's too far. You can't say the N-word, but calling for the extermination of Jews. Oh, that's perfectly acceptable. This is why I don't care. Even if people are racist towards you, I don't care. You're a racist. You deserve it. She resigned after researchers exposed dozens of examples in which she lifted the language of other scholars in her own writings without providing attribution. Um, Gay had also come under scrutiny for her failed response to anti-Semitism on campus, including a contentious congressional hearing where she declined to say that calling for the genocide of Jews would violate Harvard's code of conduct. Really? Really? Okay. But here's the best part, though. Harvard Corporation under fire for keeping secrets to protect Claudine Gay must not be published. The resignation of Harvard president Clarvin, uh, uh, over allegations of plagiarism has, and her disastrous responses to anti-Semitism turns the spotlight onto the university's governing body, the Harvard Corporation. The 12-member board is led by the billionaire Hyatt Hotel scion Penny Pritzler and a former Obama administration commerce secretary who was vowed to stay on despite gay quitting. Harvard itself is facing investigation by the House of uh, Representatives committed uh, committee on education and the workforce into the plagiarism scandal that is now and how the school handled it. University, excuse me, the university says it was the it was first alerted to the allegations that Gay took other academics' words and used them as her own by the Post in late October when we approached its spokesperson Jonathan Swain for comment during our reporting. But what it did next threatened the Post in a 15-page bullying letter. The bare knuckle law firm Claire Locke and Claire Gay before investigating her leaves a series of unanswered questions about the mystery, uh, or excuse me, the university's most important governing figures. 
Why did Harvard claim Gay was innocent without investigating her? In Harvard's lawyer's letter to the Post on October 27th, the university demanded that the allegations that Gay was a plagiarist must not be published and threatened legal action to find, find the anonymous whistleblower who approached the Post to raise their concerns. It also claimed that Gay's work was cited and properly credited and that the allegations of copying were demonstrably false, all within 72 hours of the Post asking for comment. Less than two weeks later, on November 7th, the university's lawyer said, we have conclusively rebutted with evidence all the false allegations of plagiarism that has been presented to date. Mm. Um, why did Harvard launch a secret probe and what did it really find? On November 3rd, the Harvard Corporation did some sort of investigation, but entirely in secret. Four members of the 12-person corporation formed a special committee to decide what to do about the allegations, but their identities have never been disclosed. Okay, so clearly the investigation started back in November, okay? When did these three women hit the uh, news? December. They were already looking into her for accusations of plagiarism. So now Claudine Gay says, well, they're only doing this because I'm black and I'm probably, and I'm, I'm gay. I'm a victim here. Uh, people were blowing the whistle on you months before you refused to condemn the uh, anti-Semitism on your, your, your campus. I, I don't know what you're getting on to this with. It's crazy to me. Four members of the 12-person corporation formed a special committee to decide what to do about the allegations, but their identities have never been disclosed, nor will they. The committee appears to be who decided to ditch Harvard's normal rules on dealing with plagiarism allegations against faculty members, which the corporation later said would have been a conflict of interest because the body, which would carry it out, reports to the president at the time, Gay herself. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Color me shocked. No pun intended. Oh, my shoulder's killing me. Color me shocked. You're the president, and you're going to have an investigation done, and suddenly you just find yourself innocent. Huh. Wow. The corporation then asked three outside distinguished politi uh, political scientists who had no affiliation with Harvard. Their identities and methods they used to investigate gay have also never been disclosed. But on December 12th, the college issued a long statement defending gay and once again cleared her of plagiarism uh, without saying what the three outside political scientists found. Mm, wow. Instead, it said on December 9th, the fellows reviewed the results, which revealed a few instances of inadequate citation. Notice how it's kind of like, oh, there's been no wrongdoings. It's like, oh, well, there's a few things. Then it's like, oh, no, no. She straight up ripped off a lot of mofos. Um, and it said the analysis found no violation of Harvard standards for research misconduct, but did not explain how that conclusion was reached. Again, no transparency there. So you just have to believe these people. You got to believe these people, folks. What's wrong with you? You got to believe them. Well, you don't, you don't trust them to investigate themselves and then find themselves innocent? Come on. Come on. Corporations said it had to go to a secret star chamber uh, of outside political scientists and not use the usual method of investigating plagiarism claims because of the potential for the appearance of a conflict of interest because these offices ultimately reported to the president. But that conflict no longer exists. Gay is once again an ordinary member of the faculty. Uh, here's an example, low-income housing development and crime in 2017. Here's what Gay wrote. She says, I also construct a county-level measure that captures the financial incentives developers have to build or rehabilitate affordable housing in the most impoverished places, Holler and Yuchowski, 2007. What Friedman and Owens wrote, an instrument for low-income housing development, we construct a county-level measure that ca captures the incentives developers and have to build for rehabilitation. It's literally verbatim. Literally verbatim. Low-income housing development and crime, 2017. 
And hers was titled A Room for One's Own 2017. The Post presented this example of possible plagiarism, published in Urban Affairs Review in 2017 when Gay was dean of social science at Harvard. Harvard's lawyers told us it was properly cited, but weeks later, Harvard said that she was asking to have it corrected to add quote marks and citation. Wait, hold on. Okay. Let's push pause on this. You were the dean. You, you, were, you were the dean. Let me make sure I stress this enough for the audience to understand. You were the dean. And you, when you wrote this in 2017, you forgot to put quotation marks and then cite your source. Now, look, I'm a simple, humble man. I, I graduated American Military University with a degree in liberal arts. Two years, okay? Two years. And if you've ever been to college, you know that's the equivalent of like maybe a high school diploma at best. It's a worthless degree. I just want to get the foundation knocked out so I could pursue a business degree later, which I didn't do. I just launched a business and here we are, which proves you don't always have to have a college education. But still, even I know in the papers that I had to write, APA style or the rest of them, there's various different styles, um, you go into advanced classes on the proper citation of your sources. There is a literal, a literal template that you have to follow regarding which style of paper you're going to write. Now, I don't remember the other ones outside of APA off the top of my head, but I'm telling you this right now. You were a dean in your excuse, if you will, is, oh, well, I'm requesting you to add the parentheses and quote the source. Really? You were a dean and you didn't know, you did know that. You were plagiarizing. And under normal faculty rules, it should be up to the research integrity officer and the faculty of arts and sciences to decide if there is enough doubt over Gay's work for it to be fully investigated and to do so within a week if possible. After that, the faculty standing committee on professional conduct is required to start a full investigation, uh, give Gay written notice of it, and find individuals with the appropriate scientific expertise to evaluate the evidence and issues. Gay has already admitted she needed to make four corrections to academic papers and three to her dissertation. <laughs> wow. Now, let's push pause real quick. And I want to interject another topic, DEI, diversity, uh, exclusive, whatever, and inclusion. Diversity, uh, exclusivity. Well, it's not, it's not exclusive. What is it? It's the diversity, something with an E and then inclusivity. I, I, I'm brain farting on this one right now. Forgive me. But if you just look at what D Mark Cuban comes out there and says, DEI is a good thing. No, Mark, it's not. You don't know what you're talking about. You really don't. I think you are so out of touch with your companies. Equity, thank you. You're so out of touch with your companies, you know what you're talking about. He says, I think if a company has DEI, it's a very well-run company. Really? Look at Harvard. Look at the military. You've got DEI everywhere. Look what it's ruined. Movies, comedy, the nuclear family, politics, comedy. Did I already say comedy? Comedy again. It's not equality that you're pushing. It's supremacy. It's favoritism. It's nepotism based upon race. At heart, it's racism. But Harvard protected gay because she's black and gay. Now you explain to me how that, how that does not violate the very premise of DEI. There was a, uh, a Harvard alumni who blew the whistle on gay and the rest of Harvard for the anti-Semitism nonsense. This guy has been in the news a lot. He did a long tweet, a long Twitter thread yesterday, and he actually went to Twitter. Or not Twitter. So he went to Harvard and he did an investigation and he talked to a lot of people. And he said, 
I was actually shocked to find out that DEI wasn't what I thought it was. It was not about diversity. It wasn't about anything, equity or nothing. Instead, what it was, was a, a faction, a political faction in and of itself that you had to bend the knee to. And I'm paraphrasing this part, but this is what he's saying. That they believed that minorities should have better representation and white people should do everything they can to support this. Essentially, they're wanting to tip the scales in their favor based upon their race. Kamala Harris comes out and says this stupid thing about like, well, we have equity, but not everybody starts from the same place, but we need to be ending at the same place. That's why some people need more. More of what, Kamala? My money? Your money? I'm sorry that you grew up poor. I'm sorry. It sucks. I, I'm generally saying that. It does suck for an inner city black kid to have to grow up in that type of environment. I don't think any child should have that. But don't sit there and tell me that I have to chip in to help out a culture that is rife with shit. And it's my fault if I don't want to? No. It's ridiculous. But you can clearly see where DEI needs to be thrown out of every, every organization. It's a racist agenda. Ultimately, it's, based, it's got such strong ties to Marxism. Now, think about the leverage they have. If you don't support DEI, folks, proud cracker right here raising his hand. You're not going to frighten me. You're not, you're not going to shut me up. I think you're black supremacist. I think you're racist. I think you deserve everything that comes at you. And this white boy is sick of it. You're not going to shut us up. You're not going to make us be quiet. You're not going to threaten us. You can tweet at me. You can whatever. It's not going to change anything. The fact is you're racists and you deserve every bad thing that's coming your way. And the fact that you covered this up at Harvard to protect her because she was black. Wow. So no standards, no morals. They don't apply to black people, but if you're white, oh, you'll get the, you get the kitchen sink thrown at you. You get the whole book thrown at you. But if you're black, oh no, you get away with it. Why? Why? Why is that? You're special? What about your skin color makes you exempt from the same rules and regulations that everybody else has to follow? And that in and of itself is creating more racism in this country and justifiably so. Justifiably so. You want to end the racism? Stop showing favoritism. You didn't like it when white people did it, but now black people are doing it, hands down, and suddenly it's an issue. Or it's not an issue, excuse me. It's an issue that white people have an issue with it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Who hired and briefed the bullying lawyers? Harvard's lawyers, Claire Locke, said they represented both the university and gay, but it is not clear who made the unusual decision to hire them, given that the $50 billion endowed college has lawyers of its own, led by general counsel Diane Lopez, who told them to claim that gay had been cleared of plagiarism. Uh, that was actually a lie. Claire Locke has previously represented the Sackler family, Matt Lauer, and Russian oligarchs after the invasion of Ukraine. Wow, these are just really stand-up good people here, aren't they? Uh, and a representative, uh, excuse me, it also represented Dominion Voting Systems and its lawsuit against Fox News. The Post's uh, parent company, News Corp, shares the same ownership as Fox News parent company, Fox Corporation. Harvard did not respond to the Post's request for comment. Ooh, the Circle Titans. The Circle Titans. Did you know that? I didn't know that. But now you do. And last, most certainly not least, this is actually the funniest part here. Hey, did you hit the like button? Did you hit the subscribe? If you've not subscribed, you're wrong. 
Subscribe over on Rumble. Help us out. Get a cool little badge next to your name. New Jersey deploys cops to send dumped migrants to New York City in desperate move. Quoting, fuck this. <laughs> migrants in Jersey, forget about it. New Jersey officials are making sure the Big Apple doesn't dump the out-of-control migrant mess on the Garden State and are even deploying cops to usher asylum seekers to the U.S. border on Manhattan-bound New Jersey transit trains as they, as they get off their buses. <laughs> even the New Jersey people are like, hell no, we don't want your nonsense here. Send them up there. Get them out of here. What are you talking about? Get the fuck out of Jersey. These New York schmucks want you to get the fuck up there. We don't want yours. We vote. We pay our taxes. We do what we got to do. You, you come here. You think you're entitled to our shit? You don't even do it the right legal way? Go up to New York. That trash wants you up there. Forget about it. Where's the subscribe button on the chat? I think it's below the chat if you're on the app. Guido's ain't playing with that shit. Joey Buick's, uh, yeah, absolutely not. Like, yeah, these guys. No, no. Ugh. The scrap across the Hudson comes as New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy tries to rally the state's mayors to form a united front while New York City Mayor Eric Adams pleads with Murphy to take on at least part of the migrant burden that is burying the five boroughs. No, Adams, you screamed for this. You virtue signal with it. Now you deal with it. Don't go begging your neighbors to have to take part in the nonsense that you brought on yourself because you can't effectively lead. You asked for this. You got it. Now fix it, because you can't. Again, another DEI hire right there. Another moron literally talked about, man, I kicked that cracker's ass. Now reverse that toward a black person. Oh, my God, the outrage. You getting fed up with the white people? I know I am. I'm getting sick of it. I don't hate black people. I hate racist black people. I hate all racists. They're ridiculous from... It doesn't matter. I'm sick and tired of this. And then when you claim that they're being racist, oh, well, you're just a racist for saying that. Ah, shut up. Nobody believes you anymore anyway. New Jersey just said, fuck this. One source close to the situation told the Post on Wednesday. New Jersey transit cops were waiting for them in uh, Sea Caucus to show them how to get on the train to New York. Multiple Garden State sources. And we have an invasion right now. We've got an invasion they're not only here, but they're all over America. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're coming from. We don't know their education level. We don't even know if they can speak English. But yes, let them come. Because that makes all the sense in the world. And Democrats supporting this and their whole COVID thing, that's just mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. I mean, does any of this surprise you anymore, folks? It doesn't surprise me at all. At all. How stupid can we get as Americans? And I mean that. How much dumber can we get? So, hey, to compete in women's boxing, you just got to chop your dick off, then you can compete. Then you can bust her in the face all you want because that makes, that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Oh, good Lord. All right, folks, that does it for here at the All-American Savage Studio. Appreciate you tuning in today. If you could, go check us out at shellshockcbd.com. Appreciate your love and support there. And again, if you could, subscribe on Rumble, or you can subscribe over on Rumble, or excuse me, over on uh, Locals. Help support our community. Help us out there. You like the show. There's no paywall. You get this content for free no matter what. I do this every day, Monday through Friday. You want to help us, show us some love. Donate five bucks a month. It goes a long way. Like I said, the goal would be eventually to hire a producer make the show a little bit better, uh, maybe a little bit more professionally developed. 
uh, for you, for your entertainment purposes. But we don't make that happen unless more people contribute. Because again, you know, it's if you like it, support it. So outside of that, we appreciate all of your love and support all the times you tune in. Make sure you hit that like button, leave a comment. It goes a long way and helps with the algorithms. And share it with your friends. If you can't afford to show us support, well, then share it with your friends. That actually helps out, too. So until tomorrow, as always, you stay savage, America.